first one. I know. Two locks. Uh-huh. Two things I wish I had a bunch well, of Well, one, let's just say this. Connor Bedard didn't even have odds. And That's true. Victor Wambayama did. He still did. So maybe the biggest lock was Connor Bedard. What do you think, Scott? Uh, Bedard by far. By far. I mean, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like Trista said, that yeah. thing's been gone for. Yeah. I have family was... members and buddies that are already buying season tickets. We haven't; they haven't seen the United Center in like six years, you know. But but they haven't missed a game. Just ask them. <laughs> this is this is. I love lot. how angry you get at that too. Yeah, I just I don't know a whole lot of Spurs fans. Do you guys that are like, here we go, finally? Uh, no. I don't know any Spurs fans. Yeah, I don't no. know any Spurs. But no. I tell you what, though, really quickly before Zaz comes on, if you've never been to San Antonio and seen a Spurs game, like mm-hmm. you are missing out. Yeah. It's very fun. That arena's fun. Like, the vibe yeah. is fun. The fans a, are really fun. One of the best organizations in the NBA, yeah. even when they lose. I got bit by fire ants waiting for an Uber. Oh, that sounds awful. So that was, like, exciting. That sounds like the worst That was about the most ever. action I got in San Antonio. <laughs> 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 and with that, we bring on Jonathan Zaslow, host of Zaslow Show 2.0. Uh, there's no way to truly segue from what Trista just said, but that's the best part of the show. Hey, so speaking of Trista here, who we, as we know, is a Dame Lillard fan, Portland Trailblazers fan, uh... Is Dame going to be in a Heat uniform? Is he not? How can the Heat make this work? Like, it's it's just this this whole it's just a roller coaster up and down every single day. It feels like. Thank you for inviting me on, guys. Uh, I love joining you guys. I, I would say that whenever whenever I, you know, every six or seven minutes, I have to check Twitter during the day <laughs> to to look for a, a Damian Lillard update, and it's annoying. But then I think of what the Blazer fan is going through, which is infinitely worse than what the Heat fan is going through right now. Like, the worst thing that happens to the Heat is they bring back the team that just went to the finals, you know? So it's really, it's a win-win for the Heat, even if a lot of the Heat fans are like, it's the sky is falling if they don't get Damian Lillard. I don't believe that to be the case. So... It's got to be so frustrating for Blazer fans what they're going through right now. Look, I don't think this thing is going to be resolved in a short period of time. You know, free agency officially starts on Friday. I think this could take a couple weeks, you know. But I do think ultimately Damian Lillard lands with Miami. I think what's going on right now is I, 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 I think both sides want a divorce. I think Dame wants out because he can't realistically think that any attainable player Look, obviously, Jokic or Giannis or or Steph Curry, those guys aren't attainable. Any attainable player for the Blazers is not going to move the needle enough for them to be able to say, yeah, you know what, we can compete with Denver now or or Sacramento or Golden State or maybe even a healthy Memphis team. I think John, uh, John, I think Damian Lillard knows this. I think the Blazer front office knows the exact same thing because if the Blazer front office thinks they could add a player or two in free agency here that's going to make them a contender, then they're not qualified for that job they currently sit in. Like, that movement's not there. So I feel like it's a little bit of a game of chicken where neither side wants to be the one to ask for the divorce. Don't you think, Zaz, that the Miami Heat being existing and going to the finals with two marquee players and a bunch of random role players, no shade to the random role players, gives Damian Lillard hope, especially when you have another team like Milwaukee, another small market team win it. you got Denver, small market team win it. Don't you feel like the fact that you exist in life and went to the finals could make Damian mm-hmm. Lillard feel like, well, anything's possible? He could, 
But then you also have to realize, now I'm not going to say it's a fluke, this Heat team, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 the year before. But the fact of the matter is, it ain't a regular occurrence that the number 8 seed makes the NBA Finals every year. Matter of fact, it's the first time ever in a season that wasn't shortened by a lockout. So, yeah, Damian Lillard can look at it and say, all right, I got Jamie, uh, Jeremy Grant next to me, and let's even say they signed Draymond Green. And I got a couple other really, you know, nice young pieces, just like the Heat did with Struess and Martin and Gabe Vincent. This is, like, it's kind of an anomaly what the Heat just pulled off. So, yeah, he could totally say, why can't that be us next year? And I think it'd be really unrealistic to go that route. Zaz, what do you think about the uh, potential fit with Christian Wood uh, in free agency? Because I like Christian Wood like four years ago, but I just I think there's a reason why he's on a new team every single season. We see these reports. Do you think that there's any truth to that? And what would you think about that fit? You're talking about the Heat adding him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Christian Wood plays much defense. You know, we, we've heard the Christian Wood rumors down here for a couple years also. He's like 6'10", he could shoot the three, so he's a good guy that you, he rebounds, so he's a good guy that you could put next to Bam. He doesn't defend. And the Heat are not going out there and spending money. And look, Christian Wood, you don't break the bank with Christian Wood, but he makes a little bit of money. The Heat aren't spending money on a big that doesn't defend. So, like... I feel like that rumor, like you said, a couple years ago, that's been out there. And if that was a player that the Heat were interested, they would have acted on that a while ago, I think. You know, you got to be busy down there because there's Dame talk every six or seven minutes, like you said, and you're refreshing Twitter for that. Then there's also Dalvin Cook and maybe the Dolphins and, and that potential yes. scenario down there. What's more likely, Dame is a, in a Miami Heat uniform or Dalvin Cook is in a Dolphins uniform? Uh, Damian Lillard in a Miami Heat uniform, for sure. I I don't think that the Dolphins are going to land Dalvin Cook. Look, the Dolphins want Dalvin Cook. Apparently, they made him an offer. We don't know what the terms were. They've made him an offer. Why wouldn't you want Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook has been very loud about wanting to play for the Dolphins. You know, he's from down here. He didn't get to go to college down here. He obviously went a little bit up north. I think he'd love to play for the... Well, we know he'd love to play for the Dolphins. But, man, like, you could either play for your hometown team or at a position where we all know no one wants to spend any money on anymore. You kind of got to go take the best offer available if you're Dalvin Cook. Like, you got to be a little bit in that sport, in that league, you got to be a little careful about those kind of decisions. I think Dalvin Cook is ultimately going to go where he has offered the most money, which I would think makes all the sense in the world. And the Dolphins, they have so many offensive weapons. Matter, They got a ton of speed at running back right now. Anyway, I do not see the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins want Dalvin Cook at the price they want to pay Dalvin Cook. I don't think that they're going to go above that price. So I don't think they're going to wind up landing Dalvin Cook. Before we fully pivot into football, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Jaime Jaquez uh, to the Miami yes. Heat. What a, just an absolute perfect Pat Riley decision. Uh, like, how do you think he helps this team? When do you think he helps this team? I'm not going to pretend like I'm a college basketball expert before March rolls around. <laughs> All of us are experts in March. We know so much about college basketball because of March. But I do love every time your favorite team takes a player like in mid first round, like number 18, and then you get the package like this guy is awesome but I will say based on the things I've heard Mike Cronin say about him the things 
Two weeks ago, before he was drafted, he said the player he tries to emulate is Jimmy Butler. So when you hear that kind of stuff, I feel like, yeah, I'm on board with this kid. But he's 22 years old. And it's such a Miami Heat pick because they they want a guy who's going to help them right now. You know, they could have went with the kid from Villanova who kept sliding, right? They want a kid who's going to help them right now come in, play 12, 15, maybe 18 minutes, and be a contributor on a team that's contended for a championship. And that's what a 22-year-old kid does. So from that aspect of it, yeah, love the pick. I hope they don't have to trade him in some kind of Damian Lillard trade. Uh, how are you feeling about the Dolphins on defense next season? Because I know, you know, DVOA is not for everybody 15th last season, but you bring in Vic Fangio. Are you buying into the top five, top ten defensive uh, hype this season? Well, they they got to work out the Christian Wilkins situation. You know, they, they want to get that all figured out, and, and I think they will because he's been – I mean, he's turned into just an absolute stud of foundation on that defensive line. But, I mean, come on. You know, Xavier Howard, who for a couple years we're talking about as good as it gets – as far as cover corners, and he's now the second best corner on the Dolphins. So you got two lockdown guys there with Jalen Ramsey. I'm hoping that Bradley Chubb, a whole training camp, a whole preseason, and of course, like you mentioned, Vic Fangio there, that we start to see the Bradley Chubb that we saw in Denver because he didn't give that for us the last half of last season. And Javon Holland, love Javon Holland, who's going into his third year heavy hitter, ball hawk kind of guy. So love the Dolphins secondary. We all know that, you know, if, if you got the great secondary, allows time for the pass rush. It feels like at all levels, you know, first, second, and third level there, they have guys who can make plays. I didn't even mention Jalen Phillips, you know, who'll be going into his third year too. So yes, they were pretty average defense for the most part last year, but it feels like they have a chance to be super exciting on that side of the football. Talking to Jonathan Zaslow, BetMGM tonight. Hey, what is just sort of the overall feeling about Tua's health right now? Scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? It's scary. Uh, it, it, you know, concussions, it can come at any time. It's, it's not like, you know, he's got a knee injury and, oh, man, I hope no one hits the knee or, you know, his shoulder. hope he doesn't land hard on the shoulder. Now, he did take classes in the offseason, like jujitsu, I think it was, to learn how to fall. Yeah. That's... I guess that's interesting. What I did notice, though, at OTAs, he is significantly bigger than he was the last time we saw him. He has put on a lot of muscle, which maybe that's something that helps him absorb the hits and also helps him land a little bit easier. So I think that part's kind of is kind of interesting. But man, like who knows? If he's out there, he's awesome. But we know it's one of those deals where every time he gets knocked down. You're watching from home. You're like, all right, can we put the camera back on Tua and make sure he stands up properly, you know? Yeah, and and listen, like, obviously the Dolphins' future for this season relies on Tua being healthy, um, but you look at the Bills, they don't look like they're as scary as they were two years ago, not just offensively, but defensively. They have trouble getting pressure on the quarterback, especially after the Von Miller injury. You've got... An up-and-coming Jets team, but we're not sure what the story is going to be like with that team really offensively, defensively. Like, what would be your gauge on, would you place a bet as a flyer for the Dolphins to, to win the division? Do we know what the number is off the top yeah, of our Yeah, I'm looking heads? for it I mean, right now. It's loading. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Dolphins plus 275 to win the AFC East. 
and and what that's got to be the it's got to be the second best odds. Third, right? Buffalo Buffalo's plus one thirty, Jets plus two fifty, Miami plus two seventy five, and then this will make you feel good. The the uh, Patriots plus seven fifty right now. Wow, yeah, it's yeah. enough. This Patriot Mac Jones, uh, he's terrible. I don't even get into Mac Jones, but I'm look. If I could be completely fair, obviously we have no love for the Jets in the Zaslow Mansion, but I am not a believer <laughs> in this Jets team. I'm not. I, I think it's going to go sideways. I really do. I don't know if it's going to be quite like the drop. Now, Favre then went to Minnesota, and he was very good with them. Favre was not great that year with the Jets. I think this is going to go a different direction than most Jet fans think. I am not a big believer in the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers. I, I definitely like the Dolphins then. I think you could take a flyer on them. Like you said there, the Bills, what's going on with Stephen Diggs and Josh Allen? Do they still like each other? I don't know. And the window, we know this, unless you're like an all-time type team like it seems the Chiefs are, the window to win is so small in that sport. It's not like the Bills every single year are going to be a championship contender. So I could totally see the Dolphins have it a year where they win the division. Absolutely. Do you think it's crazy to think that Jalen Phillips could win Defensive Player of the Year, especially like you're talking about Bradley Chubb? If he goes back to being Bradley Chubb that we remember a couple years ago, eats more double teams, do you think it's crazy if you get a ridiculous number? It's a good point. You know, I remember when when Zach Thomas played here. Now, Zach Thomas wasn't really the pass rusher that a guy like Jalen Phillips is, but he used to talk about, you know, the guys in front of him, Tim Bowens and Daryl Gardner on that D-line where they would just eat up the offensive lineman and give him clear lanes to, to get to the quarterback or get to the running back. And the Dolphins, like you mentioned, you got the attention from Bradley Chubb. And on the Dolphins' defensive line, guys like Raekwon Davis, guys like Christian Wilkins can really attract a ton of attention for guys like Jalen Phillips to get to work. So I'm sure that's a really high number for defensive player of the year. Has a little bit of a Jason Taylor feel to it, right? Who, of course, won defensive player of the year one time with the Dolphins. So I don't know what that number is. I'm sure it's really high. Maybe that's something you take a little bit of a flyer on. Jonathan Zaslow, Zaslow Show 2.0. Always good talking to you. The Miami legend. Good to have you on, buddy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, but like if you're a Dolphins fan, you can look at the season in two ways. It's fifty to one, by the way, Phillips. I was trying. Wow, well, it, it was actually. I wanted to say. I, I thought it was seventy-five to one. It was fifty to one. I was actually thinking about this the other day, though. Um, that man, like he could have a double-digit sack season. He's awesome. Yeah, and the, and like you said, the Dolphins. The problem, and we'll talk about it later, is just the strength of schedule. Like they have the yep. second hardest schedule, right next to only the Eagles this year. So I feel like if you want to play them, you could wait and you could get a better number. I mean, they open up with the Chargers right now. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. I think that probably moves to three, three-and-a-half. If they lose their first two games, how does that change the odds in your opinion? They'd probably we'd get, like, plus 450 rather than plus 300 right now because those continue to go down. I mean, yeah. we're buying into the defense. It's a lot of hype. You know, last year they finished outside the top ten, but you – you know, I mean, the secondary is going to be a lot better. Also, I'm not as high on Jalen Ramsey. Like, he hasn't really been Jalen Ramsey. Right now, I, I don't want to say he's just a name, but he's just he's not the same player he was even two years ago. Corner.